that like, you know, Ben can't be here to help discuss this because yeah, I mean, it's really ramping up and there, you know, there's obviously like so much going on. Uh, so it's unfortunate that he can't join us, but the yeah. show must go on. Yeah, no, he sent his regrets. Like his plan, I think was to allow the frequency of meetings to go down at this point in this semester so that he could be keeping up with grading and stuff. Uh, but we are like just tearing through the game. And so he was like, no, I can't play that much. Uh, so I, yeah, I hope that he'll be able to like weigh in uh, after the fact at least and, and, and amplify some stuff and like add in some stuff that we miss. So no, yeah, I, I mean, I certainly uh, wouldn't mind revisiting it. There's, there's tons to discuss. Um, and I, and I really would appreciate his viewpoint on it. So. So we've got, yeah, the sassy A2, uh, and 9S is, like, so moody right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we get to, like, switch back and forth between them, which is pretty cool. Um, do you know how much changes based on which one you do first? Does it matter much? Does anything I don't think... happen? So it's totally up to uh, us. I don't think that there's... Yeah, so I don't think that there's anything that's different. Um, I think as we were playing, the the pod had that throwaway line where it's like, oh, let's make sure they never meet up. And that's why mm -hmm. I think, you know, you can kind of play simultaneously. I th I think you can only go so far before you're forced to play the other person, though. Right. Um, so it's not, you know, you can't get to, like, the final boss playing as A2 and then, like, go back and do all the 9S. Like, they kind of make it staggered and you have to like reach certain checkpoints before you can start playing further with the other character yeah yeah after so, a certain, so i don't think that there's a... no yeah after a certain point there was only one option right like we right. had a few times where we could pick and then like we did a few things and it's like okay you have to go back and be the other one now so that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense. And, and do i take it that you know npcs like interact differently with you but depending on which one you are right like we saw Anemone, Anemone, Anemone said like, "Oh, it's you." Uh, like she, she kind of did like a callback to the very first thing she said to uh, to B, right? Which was like, "Oh, um, yeah. number two. and she didn't recognize uh, that two B was different, and so they look really similar. And A two, I think we, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but as she's taking the sword that to be leaves yes. uh she cuts her hair off right so now she looks right just like and i've heard that that's done to help with uh the gameplay like it's difficult to animate the long hair and so very frequently oh, if there's a, a playable female character or you know any playable character they'll have shorter hair uh as a just sort of necessity I don't know if that's still true we on like the how. new systems, but that I think used to be the case at least. To, we to... saw in this one, there's two girls with the red hair. I mean, they did a good job at making the wind blow and it looked pretty re realistic, but it was just not quite there. Oh yeah. So we meet uh, Papala and Devola. Is that who you're talking about? The two um, like yeah. nurses basically? Yeah. Yeah. The maintenance bots. Maintenance, yeah. The last of their kind, I believe. Um, who yeah. you know on our on our, our you know our tangent playthrough uh, with near replicant we saw them in the very beginning of that game too. Yeah. Now they are. 
what um they are the last because the others the others all like freaked out at some point sort of went rogue or something is the implication and they seem to not even really know what they were created for in the first place like some of their memories might also be sealed away or 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 destroyed or something they said they were yeah. guinea pigs guinea pigs yeah as, as, as I, what not to be i i think we we talked them a little bit more in this story but i i think they aren't the only like devila and popola like units hmm. ever created there was like a bunch of them um and so you know i think that they survived or i, I forget what happens but i think there were like more of them interspersed throughout the world um but they're like the last two and i something happened to near replicant and i think they like take the blame for it or something i don't know uh but we we will f figure that out later in this okay point. yeah yeah i figured anytime there's somebody without a memory it's like a hundred percent guaranteed that you're gonna find out whatever it is that they've forgotten or um that has been destroyed you know it's like that is certainly gonna happen in the game so. you know what you don't know <laughs> that's right that's right oh, i mean so like they also form an interesting like parallel to adam and eve um but i also think they might be the hologram twins that we've seen a few times they they sort of remind me of that too um so there's a lot of like immediately once when you see them they're like there's something a little strange about them and i think it's partly because of those two things really um to say nothing of like their actual story but just like right. what that calls up seeing them um uh, yeah so yeah i mean this, this duality right is like just kind of the yeah. uh, omnipresent theme that that goes on you know for you have to be who has all like the virtuous swords and, and, and 9s who has all the cruel uh weapons and it's all about that kind of duality and i, I think it's interesting that well not interesting but one thing i noted was you know devil uh, popular have different hairstyles mm. um which is kind of interesting considering again they're like androids and i don't know if that was like a personal preference or that's why they're, they were designed that way um well to tell them I'm apart sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. no no just to tell them apart right like Adam and Eve is the same thing. Like one has yeah. the long hair, one has the short hair. It's like that's partly how you can distinguish. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, you. So you have been playing the prequel game or the you know the original near, uh, but in its like refurbished state. Is that have you noticed that that's adding anything like in either direction uh, as you're playing these two games together? Do you like notice new things or like pick up on stuff more? Uh, in one or the other um that sort of like uh, resonates with you no not yet the only the only thing that i've really i, I mean we're not that far into i mean i've only played for like an hour and a half yeah. um the lettering that's used in that game is the same that we're seeing on these different kind of uh boxes that we're entering um as 9s oh yeah uh and obviously devila and popola we're, we're both in, in replicant um, at the beginning of the game. Um, and actually, the library, and I noticed this when I was playing, so there's like a library, you know, the library, I forget if it's popular or double, but we go and visit her and she kind of gives us our tasks. And this isn't replicant. Um, there's like a recreation of that library that we'll encounter, um, like the last level of uh, 
automata. So, so that'll be interesting. And now I'm going to be looking out for more of those kind of similarities. That one just kind of like popped out to me. Okay. The music, um, oh, the music, the music yeah. has a similarity to, to it, but it's a little, it's a different for sure, but it has like the same beat almost. I like it. Yeah. I really like the music. The music has a really similar feel. Uh, and somewhat the lyrics too, right? Because a lot of it is vocal. Um, this is something I was mentioning, like I've heard a little bit about this being, like the theory behind it is that they're, they're trying to simulate what music and songs and language would sound like uh, many, many years into the future. Like after a breakdown of human civilization, basically like how would language change uh, how different languages develop um, and start to like blend together or, or whatever it might be. Uh, so that was like sort of the uh, inspiration for some of the music and lyrics uh, in the games. And I think I've seen people call the language. About both of the games? Yeah, uh, specifically the first one. Um, but I feel like okay. because they're so similar, I'm extrapolating to the to automata yeah. as well but but the uh in like a comment section i saw someone call the music chaos like the language of the lyrics is chaos and i don't know if that is a canonical thing if that comes up somewhere um but i like that i thought that was funny um so yeah yeah that well yeah so the language <laughs> that we see above the doors of these you know boxes that we have to go through as 9s says and this is the pod reading it for us right he, he points out that one of them is the meat box and one is the soul box what do you make of that i have been trying to make sense of it um <laughs> since we ran into those and i still can't really figure out uh the, the real meaning behind them i think in the meat box fought enemies right. um, and then in, this, in the soul box we did the packing mm. but like I uh, yeah I, I don't know exactly what they're trying to get at by calling those uh, you know the meat and soul box respectively well the, the entity was like saying help me in the in the meat box <laughs> yeah, that's right um, you mean and like even even the bot was like are you sure <laughs> sure we should do that yeah 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 no the uh so like the core like as you get to the end of each level there is a core and we learn in the course of one of the hacking things right that the um there's some data that's revealed that's like you know double s level security clearly like, nobody should know this not even the commander uh the black boxes in the androids are made from the same yes material or are like refurbished cores of the machines which is pretty nuts um they are essentially well, the same I, beings yeah yeah no you're you're absolutely right and i think it even goes like a little bit further in the sense that it's it said something along the lines of it would be cruel to give them like more sophisticated ai that's right um, because they were going to be disposed of which i think yeah. makes it you know even worse it, it's one thing for 9s who thinks that there's this huge difference between androids and machines and he looked that he looks down upon them and then it turns out oh uh my whole being is based on machine technology yeah. and oh it's limited uh because 
um, I'm, I'm destined to be destroyed anyway. Right. Um, and it would be cruel if I had even better emotions. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was extremely like, revelatory. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. Learning that and, and certainly does not help uh, 9S's descent into madness. <laughs> right. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, well, cruel is really his word, right? Like his weapons are the cruel ones. He is yeah. realizing all this stuff and he's like, I don't know. He, do he doesn't necessarily share it with uh, anyone. I mean, he has really no one to talk to at this point. So that's got to be lonely. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's on a mission to kill. Um, he's on a mission to kill 2B. Yeah. Well, a, a, well, it's an interesting Freudian slip, right? Like he uh, is like stabbing over and over in one of the sequences um, what looks like 2B's body. Uh, in sort of his own yeah. mind, right at the end of the soul box, and the and then he probably right. yeah, but he's yeah he's sworn to kill a two, right? He's that's like his main goal is destroy the machines and kill a two, um, yeah. But what I mean that seems super duper like uncomfortable the uh, the appearance of to be in place of a two, right? Like why is he stabbing her like that? It just seems yeah, totally well, crazy. That, yeah, and if I recall correctly, that hacking section, I use quotation marks, it's, you're actually like running through as like a hologram mm -hmm. of 9S, which I think that's the first time it, it wasn't that little kind of space asteroids type shooter ship. Right. Um, yeah, and he, and he runs there, and there's all these memory files, it looks like, with his memories of to uh, be and then they start getting erased and yeah that's I mean I guess what drives him to stab this amorphous black cubes that, yeah. that you know materialized to become a to be yeah um, yeah and it's see. it's a lot like the ending right where she chokes him uh, to prevent right. the, the virus which you know proves to be futile of course um, but it's like sort of the roles are reversed there and it's Again, highly sexually charged, I think, uh, but also just like very sad because uh, he's really, yeah, he's really losing it. Um, it kind of feels like he's being, um, maybe that's when he's being uh, hacked himself. Yeah. Because he is like in a hacking session, so maybe he's being taken over right then. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know enough about hacking, but it seems like if you establish a connection such that you can hack someone else, that means that you also sort of like open yourself up to being hacked that that seems right to me um and again that seems like how the virus starts to infiltrate everything up to the bunker is like because 9s merges with the machine network uh he's like the channel there um and and maybe that's you know part of why he's freaking out so much but i think actually what happened I went back and I, I had to replay that part from the other game uh, playthrough. And then, anyway, that doesn't matter. I think the virus was actually implanted in, in all those androids when they did that EMP attack. So uh... I don't think it was 9S who actually brought the logic virus. It was, you know, you're up on the top of the building, all the Yorha soldiers kind of got that EMP attack. Yeah. And that's when the virus got planted there. And then, like, from there, it went up to the bunker, but that's why oh. 9S doesn't have the virus, okay. and that's why um, 2B 
has it, and that's why she was trying to save 9S when, you know, they're just sent back to Earth after they realize that everyone at the bunker had, you know, been infected. Interesting. Um, yeah, so, so I, I, yeah, I noticed that, like, when I was, like, replaying that section. So that's, I guess, more just kind of, like, yeah, what happened. The, e the, e yeah. Overload. the EMP attack, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's really cool. It it connects then back to like the uh, Leviathan, right? Like that sort of, uh, and and thus, you know, it makes me think of like the coloring books situation, the um, the stories that we got uh, in 9S's voice. Um, yeah, about again, like how the machines and the androids basically are the same. Um, and we see that too with A2. Uh, she's also got like some weird, although she doesn't have the virus either, she, she's got some weird stuff going on in her memory banks. Um, somebody's like calling to her. Uh, she's, I don't know if she's like in the role of a mother figure to somebody who she like kills uh, or tries to get away from in there yeah i forget what 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 precipitated that like that hacking section i forget i um, think she like i just know her and d2 and 2b's memories were merging at that time is that what you're talking about well yeah it's isn't there a part where she's saying like get out get out like if you yeah. come into my brain like or you know she, or is that for nine s i forget no i was that was right yeah well i, I think that little hat I think it's just after the uh, like the battle in the desert. Um, I think oh, okay. that she just like over, you know, taxes herself. Although, of course, with your level ninety nine game, it didn't look that way. But you know, for purposes of the story, she has to use berserk mode, you know, to defeat the yeah. uh, the sandworm Hegel, uh, <laughs> and then and then I I think she does like basically like a hard reset, and and that's. Where we see that little hat. Okay. I think that's how it goes down. And that sounds right. Um Yeah, like she's she's funny because she's in the position of of basically like retreading two B's steps. And she's like even more so than two B, she's like over the whole, you know, fetch quest video game tropey. <laughs> game that she's like found her, finding herself in um so yeah she kind of reminds me of that character from uh, the hex right that uh doesn't want to be in the zelda like game anymore the rpg yeah. or whatever um yeah yeah so i thought that was pretty funny um the the parts where you're dealing with pascal especially Right, and, and all the little pacifist robots there. Um, yeah. This is and then you have to, you know, you, you're, so after you fight the sandworm and all that stuff, and you're going back to the resistance camp, you know, Pascal's being attacked by other robots. Um, yeah. Or machines, I guess. And, uh, you know, you have the opportunity. It, I guess A2 expresses her uh, hatred of machines, and, you know, it's going to, accuses pascal of all this stuff but you still you know you spare her life 
And then it turns out that apparently bark can help your filter, which you have a problem <laughs> with after being in the desert. So I don't, I don't know how the rigid bark really helped with her filter. Um, that's a good. But question. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's awesome, yeah. Uh, but the, I mean, but the game sets this up from way back. This is another like callback to the first game, where for no apparent reason you have to bring like the fuel filter from one part of the world to the other, right? Uh, I forget if it's from Pascal to the resistance camp or vice versa, but um, it's like, oh, that's that's the one place you can get a fuel filter, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. We knew that. And we, you bring the philosophy book to, to uh, <laughs> yeah. Pascal. Yes. Um, so there's a little... So what do you think... Go ahead. I just want to know what caused it. Um, what what do you think is the trigger for the village? Oh yeah, yeah. Like why they suddenly go cannibalistic there? Seems like out of nowhere. Yeah, I I I not sure if this was evident during the playthrough. It, a lot of the machines have become like zombie machines. Um, I think it's because this is like two weeks after. Adam and Eve get get destroyed. So I, I think, but you know, they kind of like lost their network, and now like a bunch of the, the machines are becoming zombies, like mindless zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what you know, I, I don't know. I think Pascal's village just got picked. It's just kind of like a a victim of, of this like machine madness that they were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't there think was that there one was any... down below being destroyed forum that came back that one at the bottom of their village mm-hmm. so yeah yeah maybe it caught up with them mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. thank you i didn't even realize that makes sense now oh yeah <laughs> well I, I killed a robot so quick it's it's hard to tell that they're <laughs> yeah like they i, I forget what the, like, the character the, the character description they're different um again yeah they're like zombies or something like that so um Anyway, I was going to I was just going to make a little digression and and talk about these names that we're getting here, Um, like uh, Hegel. (sighs) Right. So uh, philosophers that appear here besides Pascal, uh, we have the book, the Pensees, and that's a book by Pascal in real life um, that we're like delivering there. Pascal is reading a Nietzsche quote, or at least it's attributed to Nietzsche. I'm not sure what book or whatever that's from but um something about like you know greatness and standing outside of you know normal boundaries and stuff it sounds pretty nietzschean uh and then hegel is a pretty important one who's not really read that much anymore and it's too bad again ben has actually read some hegel i have not um so he'd be able to say more but hegel had a notion of like the purpose of history basically sort of uh driving humanity forward uh and the ways that you know logic works for hegel are the same ways that all reality basically works uh so like he's called an idealist uh philosopher um so probably most important also because marx comes along and of course, like that other giant robot Engels was Marx's kind of number one fan and collaborator. But Marx comes along and says that he like flips Hegel over 
from uh, standing on his head to standing on his feet. So switches over from like ideas driving history to uh, material conditions driving history. Like, yeah, re real hard, uh, concrete things, you know, industry and um, oh, okay, so food and meat. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So I guess that's good. I recall correctly. That's why Pascal was like, you know, thinking about what the book said. It was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave and start experiencing life. I think right? so. And she just yeah. kind of like hop out of her little hut after that. Time to stop uh, reading time to start doing yeah it. yeah the game seems yeah. pretty critical yeah. of philosophy actually yeah. i think it's very interested in it but it's like yeah uh that's not going to protect you when the zombies come <laughs> or whatever um yeah so yeah i just i just wanted to make sure that those were all duly noted here um and again we might be even missing some i'm sure but uh of these references uh we get we get to fight with angles which is fantastic uh right like we, oh, yeah. we briefly yeah, that, take yeah. control of the giant factory scale um machine to fight its sort of like alter ego there mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's awesome as pascal yeah right you're, so you're pascal controlling the um the angles class robot um yeah after you know she repeatedly had throughout the whole story and you first are introduced to her. Her village is waving the white flags. Yeah. You know, she's she's saying, like, war isn't the answer. She's tired of fighting. But, you know, I guess even she has her, or he, I say she, I don't know what, he has his limits um, <laughs> when he's willing to put his, his morals aside. Um, and and for, for the, you know, the savior of, of his family um, mm -hmm. and his village. Mm -hmm. So yeah i guess that, that makes it all the worse when you go back and all of his uh villagers have committed suicide me is the most tragic and, and sad part of the like entire game like oh my in gosh. terms of like an yeah. emotional response like that that's the worst one um and it comes and i don't as... think that there's a worse one in the game and you have to make a choice yeah the, the game does offer us a bunch of choices here kind of in quick succession yeah so we can spare Pascal or not. And I think you said like, that's just a game over if you don't spare Pascal. Yeah. But then we kind of yeah. get that, like it comes back around and this time it's like Pascal's begging us to destroy his memories. Uh, Cause he just can't handle yep. right. What's just happened. Uh, and this time, do you have to destroy them or, or is this a true choice? Can you not do it? And something else will happen. I think you can just not do it and nothing else happens. Hmm. Um, I, I think you can just leave. Um, you can just walk out. You can kill Pascal or you can wipe um, his memory. Huh. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I, is there really a difference between wiping the memory and, and destroying the body? I mean, whatever's left after you, you, got rid of all those memories it's not the, the same pascal which is obvious which is you know one of the themes of this entire game absolutely um yeah, yeah. you know that's it, pascal's been around for what like hundreds of years and then just like just like that willing to just give everything up and she can't take it anymore or he i keep on saying she <laughs> it's, uh, it's the voice yeah. which is which is kind of similar to, to what all of her villagers did right like maybe not to the same extent 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they killed their, their soul boxes and stuff like that, their cores. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there, is that really any different than just kind of like doing a hard reset um, and, and mm-hmm. wiping the memory? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's curious to me how memory lives on in all these different forms, right? Like, uh, we've we've seen the coloring books, we've seen the hacking and the data that comes out of that. Um, we see books, like literally everywhere in the game, you run across all these books, right? And um, there's just sort of like items that you pick up, I guess. But but then the language thing is starting to become more like uh, I don't know. It's drawn to your attention, right, by the pods. Um, and then the ways that the pods communicate with each other too is is pretty hilarious. Uh, they do their like compressed conversation, and it just scrolls a bunch of symbols across the screen. Um, but yeah, the the meat box, the soul box, right? Like these two things, they really do seem like uh, they almost come to stand in for like an, uh, a lot of these dualities, um, the body and the soul or the memory, um, yeah, nine S and two B, uh, and the ways that their perspective on things and their gameplay differ. Um, yeah, yeah, and it really does seem like the game seems to like insist that uh, the body does matter uh, because it's sort of like the vessel for the for the memories. Right, like characters yeah. really care about that. Uh, when, when, when 2B's destroyed, you know, 9S is really upset. Like, in even though uh, her memories in some form are, are living on, it seems like he's not aware of that, I, I guess. Um, yeah, and it goes back to the guy in the resistance camp who is like refu- refused to fix his leg. Oh, right. Um, yeah because there was something about, yeah, the ship of Theseus or mm-hmm. Lock Socks, that's the other one, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the body, the vessel does matter, uh, at least to some of them. Some of them put a premium on it. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, the way that the, um, the way that the AI is withheld because the androids are disposable seems a little bit like giving them too little credit, right? And and it really does seem like the creators might not fully understand what they've created in the androids. Um, and the same goes for the way that the androids view the machines, right? Like just how complex their emotions and intelligence and relationships are, right? Like those things all seem to exceed uh, what anyone sort of expects uh, or supposes. Um, and so like, yeah, treating them as like yeah. disposable, right? But and, and yet they have these parts of them that live on uh, in their data or in their network or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. They, yeah. And, I mean, well, and they certainly like exhibit um, human emotions, right? Like I, I can't really tell the difference between so like the pods uh, to me are like super robotic like i don't think that they have ai yeah. they just seem to be kind of like programmed and they'll do whatever they can to achieve that goal yeah the androids seem to have a little bit more free will 
Um, and that, I think that's another one of the themes that as we go on, um, once we discover that the humans don't exist uh, and that the command was created by the androids, uh, you know, the commander says to 9S, like, it's your choice if you want to go mm-hmm. save. So, um, you know, we are seeing that these androids are starting to have more free will. Um, that's, that's, again, not, not too different than um, what humans have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, their AI, to me, it seems like it's sophisticated enough that it's like still bad to destroy them. Like it's still cruel, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, yeah, I feel like we've made the wrong choice by wiping Pascal's memory uh, and, well, it's I guess it's too late now, but I do feel bad about that now. I thought that was like the more merciful thing to do, but talking about it, I'm, I'm sort of second-guessing that decision. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's another like heartbreaking moment. You go back to Pascal's village. Uh, he's the only robot there. He's selling robot arms, heads, legs, yeah. torsos, uh, basically all the scraps of like his former village. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's heart wrenching. Um, it's, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's why I, I ended up just killing him. I couldn't see him living like that anymore. It wasn't the same Pascal. I know. I know. And it's, just, he says that he taught them fear, right? That's like, he blames himself for all the children, robots, machines, uh, spiking their own cores there. Um, and he says it's because he taught them about fear. Uh, and like that also, uh, you know, thinking about like trying to teach, you know, through video games, um, basically makes me think uh maybe maybe again it's just it's just better to leave things alone uh sometimes um that teaching so what you're saying this shouldn't have taught them fear i just i just am second guessing it you know again i if if it's what caused them to do that then it was either irresponsible to teach it to them or to not teach them more. And I'm not sure which one it is, right? Like to uh, to overcome their fear, to, to master their fear or whatever you want to call it, right? To be... Uh, How to properly deal with the fear without mm-hmm. being just self-destructive. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So teach them kind of the proper res- response. Um, because games and violence are so, you know, that discussion is so played out. I feel like, um, do games cause violence, right? But but there is something to it. Like, they can if you're not thinking about them enough. Uh, or maybe thinking about them just the wrong amount or, or something like that. Um, they, they have been used to uh, promote, you know, scary ideas or violent um yeah i don't know uh there there's more that games can do but um but at least one of the things that they do is uh, allow people to think about these kind of topics um yeah really dark stuff a lot of times but 
yeah, I'm just, I just, just voicing my own sort of self doubt uh, when that when that came up. I, I felt sort of implicated there as a would be teacher, um, and I really felt for Pascal. So. Yeah. 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 No. I, I mean, that's the yeah. I mean, I guess that's the great thing about these video games is it kind of puts you into these scenarios. Uh, yeah. To teach good, but much better lessons than if you're reading even if you're doing like a choose your own adventure book there's just it's just not the same <laughs> yeah um yeah if you're reading something and you have an option it's like yeah, it's not the same than like actually pressing you know the button and going through and uh physically you know deleting all of the memories as you you're hearing mm -hmm. the the voices of the children you know talking about playing with uncle pascal and all this <laughs> stuff and, and yeah you're just like slowly destroying everything that pascal was it, it yeah i mean it's it's a it's a very impactful choice um that that the player has to make and I, i'm not sure there there is a good answer like i, I don't know which of the three options of just killing uh erasing or just letting him be um yeah i don't i don't know what the proper choice is in that yeah it's it's mean of the developer i mean to well, it's it's obviously pretty effective too, but geez, um, yeah, who who came up with this stuff? Uh, I uh, a guy who wears a giant mask all over the place. <laughs> right. Uh, I I wanted to talk about the pods. We we've, we've kind of touched on them a few times, right? They seem weirdly powerful at this point. Like they are kind of the only. Uh, remnant of like the androids um prime you know mission they they sort of yeah like you said are like programmed what to... the what's that they seem like the wizard behind the curtain like pulling all the strings they, yeah at this point especially like, i don't know what they're saying with the um compressed talk <laughs> and actually that's a topic that i've seen debated before because there's like actual ai uh -huh. that have done that before and so it's actually a topic that's been discussed like so so like when ai talks to itself in a way that we can't understand is that what you mean like people don't know yeah. what it's saying and they're worried about it uh yeah i could i could see that totally um yeah because we sort of like use ourselves as the benchmark for intelligence um but that's not necessarily the only possibility i guess uh yeah it's it's quite unsettling the way that the pods have kind of taken the reins they seem like they're working together uh they're manipulating a2 and 9s or at least enough to keep them from meeting uh, while they go about their separate activities. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget what their, exactly what their kind of goal is here. Um, in terms of like what they're trying, if, if they're still trying to kill all the machines or, you know, what, what have you. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. It, were they communicating before? Um, and we just weren't privy to it. Yeah. Um, is this like a, a new development now that the bunker um, has been destroyed? Um, 
and then we also saw like on, on that on the screen where you can choose uh two or a2 um or 9s like you see that there's a bunch of pods uh that i guess aren't online anymore but it, it has like their numbers and it's, it's so yeah like i'm still not entirely sure what the pods role um necessarily is aside from just pushing 9s and a2 to um i, I guess have this meet uh showdown at the end i don't know right no that that definitely seems like what they're saying and so in that way they seemed as as close as stand into the developer as you could get really without like i don't know putting yourself in the game in some way <laughs> uh yeah right and so so when you fight the developers at the end of the arena stuff like do they like pop out of the pods or something like do they make their entrance that way or, or... <laughs> no, um, no you, you talk to some you talk to an android uh, uh and it just you're you're you uh apparate in the middle of the uh of the coliseum and they're just already standing there so no they don't they don't break out of the pods or anything like that dang. as a matter of fact you can still use the pods to fight the, the CEOs uh, of Square Enix and Platinum Games. Okay, well, so much for that theory. Uh, too bad. No, but the. Uh, well, finally, you got one wrong. The the the. Well, I was. I'm sure. I just don't remember a lot of stuff from uh, one week to the next, and just like make up fanciful things of my own. But but Corey, you mentioned like the pod does show some remorse. It seems like when you're about to destroy the, the one of the uh, uh, box cores, basically um, you have to like insist that it fires the lasers, uh, which I thought was interesting because I kind of assumed that their role was to continue destroying machines as much as they could. Uh, it seemed like that's what they're doing, but maybe there is a little more to it than that. Um, yeah, they, they definitely seem concerned about 9S's mental state, and so maybe that's part of it. But Yeah, uh, you know, one of the, the things I find a bit curious is you, we go back to that black box memo that we got, and it says, like, not even the commander is supposed to see it, but we know that the Council of Humanity doesn't exist. So, like, who's above the commander? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, great question. Well, it's the machines, right? Yeah, it's a, the machines are secretly in charge, I think. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. The pods. But uh, yeah, no, it's interesting that there's like stuff. Okay, it's like, yeah, we realize the Council of Humanity doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, you would expect that the commander was the one running the show. But uh, apparently there's stuff that she's not even privy to. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's really haunting. Um, you know, playing this part of the game where you're still like getting weird transmissions from the non-existent Council of Humanity. You're still um, running across remnants of androids and machines. And so it's just like the entire game was sort of in a post-apocalyptic world, right? That's not that new or anything, but we're in like the post post-apocalyptic yeah it's really it just keeps going and that's it's so interesting um 
again, just really creative, I think, uh, spin on some of the some of the more more cliche, more well-worn sort of um, material that they're working with here. I, I just, it's really well done, I think. Um, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a point yeah, to reach I'm excited. out. I'm excited to finish it. I want to, yeah, I want to get Ben's take on some of this stuff. So I'll, I'll try to pester him about uh, sending us a little, a little message of his own, a little broadcast um, from the Council of Ben and see what he says about some of this stuff. Um, but yeah, hopefully he'll be back before too long. Um, yeah, any other stuff for this go around here? Stuff we should make sure to bring up? Uh, I can't think of any, I think we touched on, on everything that I wanted to discuss. Yeah. Um, we didn't say as much about A2. I feel like we might have given her a little short shrift tonight, but, uh, you know, we started. I don't think that there's much, there's really like not much to her character. Yeah, well, again. She hates machines, she absorbs 2B, and then it's like, she, you know, you make the choice that she doesn't kill the machine. Yeah. She deals with Pascal, you feel bad, and she doesn't like hate the machines as much. So, yeah, no, I no. Don't know, I, I feel like it's kind of what we already did in the first playthrough is to be right I have no, a question. when she goes invisible in that one move can you like go through a wall or are you just invisible because you're going so fast yeah i think you can't go through like walls but you like enemies attacks will go through you oh yeah uh, okay. no. yeah yeah and her her berserk mode you know that it sort of takes her own health to do it and and like eventually just like renders you kind of broken if you like overuse it, that that seems pretty important. Um, as like, yeah, like a, a logical endpoint of like if to be kept going the way she was, she might have ended up like a two, I guess. Um, you know, just being really good at killing stuff. I think is ultimately sort of self destructive. Is is sort of like what that's saying to me. Um, that you can you can overdo it, uh, and so I, I don't know. I, I'm. It's interesting that the berserk mode is like discontinued uh, with the newer models. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Self, I hadn't thought of that. Self-preservation. Yeah. yeah, that's the word. <laughs> like, I mean the uh, the way that whole the whole you know world of near Atanta is based around this this struggle right and um and we've seen so many times like how weird that <laughs> like how how that doesn't seem to make sense um yeah the berserk mode seems like a good encapsulation of that uh so but it is fun to play i imagine after yeah already a few times yeah. Being able to go through easy, like, um, I guess I don't know. It's different, right? Is it easy, is it funner to play, or would it? What do you think? Is it funner to play what? As, like, as a two. As a two. No. Uh, yeah, a little bit, but definitely a lot better than playing a 
there's nine Fs, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I enjoy just being able to like mow down all the enemies with the cool moves. Yeah. Um, Gosh. Yeah, and I guess as a, you know, it sounds like we're wrapping up this week. I do want to give a teaser. The last box that we're going to is referred to as the God Box. So, oh, of course. Um, so so that should, that'll be interesting. Um, very, very. Anyway. Yeah, I was curious to see what the third one was. I, yeah. It was like all in duality, so I was interested in what they were going to do for the third. So that, this this comes back to Hegel, I think. Hegel's, Hegel's, one of his like big contributions is about dialectic. So the idea that not, not just like duality, right, of this or that, but that as you sort of move from one to the other, there's this moment of like, uh transcendence essentially um there's like a special german word for it and uh it's just it's you know a really complicated idea but but basically i think you could sum it up and say you know that's like the god part of uh of his system um that like emerges out of the the transitions so yeah from meat to soul to god that that makes perfect sense to me uh Okay, well, I'm glad it made sense to someone because I had no idea what the significance was of any of those. So, so thank you for. You need like air, bark, and fuel for an engine. So. Yeah, right. And rigid bark is perfect for like purifying your fuel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. We'll we'll reconvene shortly enough. Uh, play some more near and. It's prequels and sequels, and Yay. yeah, it's gonna be good times. So I like how the new oh. one's medieval. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it, it's really cool, and you have that kind of sassy book that follows you around. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It's, I've heard that voice in an anime. Yeah, a couple of animes actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks again, y'all. All right, man. Talk to you guys uh, later, I guess. Yep. See ya. All right. Bye.